Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Match Ball. Welcome to the Match Ball 30 and a Happy New Year to you. It's Dan Michael and Moscow White taking you through the 1991 1992 season, game by game, 30 years on. And welcome to 1992. It's a new year. That's exciting, isn't it? It is. What, what did you do for New Year? Ah, oh, nothing. I mean, I'm, I'm a teenager, so uh, stayed in mainly. I made it to midnight, though. A bit tired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched, uh, watched the generic television coverage. I think, was it Jules Holland? Is he, is he started that, has he? Let's assume so. Okay, good. You watch the bongs? <laughs> Yeah, all the bongs, all 12, I, think, yeah. I believe they were at the time, yeah. Um, sang Good. Old Lang Syne, mm. did that thing in the second verse where you don't quite know the words and uh, had a jolly nice time. Should we start the uh, the new year on some positive news? Go on. Lots of arrests following the Man United <laughs> game between Christmas and New Year. 19 arrests, 17 for drunkenness and disorder. Just the two for touting. Which are the more offensive of those crimes? That's what I'll say. Yeah, I mean, drunkenness, isn't it? Huge crime, especially not around Christmas time. I feel like they've uh, they've gone over the top with that. I think it's the throwing stuff at coaches that's been the issue in the in the main, anyway. Yeah, There's only a few people doing that, though, wasn't there? <laughs> he said it was you, didn't you? Didn't you confess to this on the last podcast? Um, my lawyers have advised me to uh, not to comment on, ple- on that. Pleading the fifth. Uh, yeah. yeah, we had a couple of bosses attacked on the way to the ground before the game there was a double decker taking Man United fans from uh, Leeds City Station to Ellen Road and then there was one after the game as well on uh, Gelder Road it was attacked and I mean was there any provocation let's say there probably was well they were from Manchester yep uh, but the uh, the feds the 5-0 they are fingering Leeds fans for this one it's Chief Superintendent David Clarkson crawling to the Man United fans I must applaud the Manchester fans their behaviour was first class alright mate wasn't that good you weren't there. Well, he probably was. Um, he, says, he says it was the Leeds fans who caused the problem. It's just sheer stupidity. With Europe in 1992, I don't, I don't know what, what Europe means particularly. It's been there for a while. And they are ruining the club's image and putting its future in doubt. There can be no excuse for this sort of behaviour. It was a cracking game and the result was acceptable. So the game itself then, and we are playing at West Ham United today, rightfully hovering around where they tend to, around the uh, the top division plug hole, flirting with the uh, the second tier sometimes go down, they sometimes come up. It's about where they should be and they probably always will be, won't they, let's face it. I mean, they lost to that Neil Warnock character in the last game, so they can't be having that. They might as well just go down now, to be honest. But they're, uh, yeah, they're crap. They've lost uh, lost five of the last six games. That's a lot of losses. That's a high percentage. They're now second bottom in the table and we go there with this lineup today to the uh, to the chicken run. 
John Lukic, Mel Sterling, Tony DiRigo, David Batty, Chris Fairclough, Chris White, Gordon Strachan, Rod Wallace, Lee Chapman, Gary McAllister, Gary Speed, full strength with Steve Hodge and Carl Schutt on the bench. We are facing a West Ham lineup like this. Ludek McClosko in goal. Communist. Exactly. Uh, Tony Gale, communist. I don't think so. Um, Julian Dix, definitely not a communist. I would say not. No. Uh, Mitchell Thomas, Tim Breaker, Steve Potts, Stuart Slater, Kevin Keane, Ian Bishop, Mike Small, Frank McAvenny, and uh, Trevor Morley on the bench. Billy Bonds, the uh, the Hammers manager. Uh, there was talk in the run-up to this, though, even though we ended up full strength, of players potentially being missing. Everyone was going to be out at one point. There was the uh, Sterling and Ego Chapman had all had mysterious leg injuries. I think less less complicated times, just the leg. Um, and then Strachan's back, which is, is going to be an issue until his retirement, by the looks of it. And probably beyond his retirement as backs tend not to get much better in older ages are they? when you start creaking up and down the stairs. Yeah, Steve Hodge also had a back injury. What? He's not that old. Well, we've been sold a dud, haven't we? It's like Rod Wallace earlier in the season. <laughs> but yeah, he, he picked up a knock against uh, Man United a few days ago and he, he's on the bench though, anyway. So it's a good, it's looking like a good uh, a good lineup there. And you would think from the result, which um, went in our favour quite heavily, and, and you would have expected so as well, like because they're struggling... We're flying high near the top. It looks like a routine win against a struggling side, but it wasn't that straightforward. The only problem was West Ham cheating to win a penalty. That threw us um, out of whack. I think maybe if that hadn't happened, we would have continued the uh, the good start from Lee Chapman's great goal and carried on like that. But um, Tony Dorigo judged to have... Um, who was it that dived? Who was that cheating man? It was Keane who had, uh, who had dived. Dived somewhat some five metres outside the box and, and somehow managed to win a penalty for it. I mean, I'm blaming the referee. Not that it mattered too much in the end. Let, let's celebrate our first goal first anyway, because that was nice. Yeah, and it came quite early on. Again, that continued theme of going at teams from the off and uh, trying to get our noses in front inside the first 20. And we were 11 minutes in. A free kick, the origin of this one with uh, Strack and Max stood over it on the right-hand side. We've not seen this one before, have we? I don't think. Um, not specifically, but it's uh, it's a joyful little strike mark one two to set up a across. Somebody does do their best to go flying in on McAllister as he's finally crossing it, but um, there's an evasive skip. Yeah, it's not the most um, complicated free kick routine I've ever seen, but it does the job. It catches them out because they've left essentially left one man over there in the wall, haven't they? Trying to block the ball that they imagine is going to be coming into the box and then because we we can then double up on him. Yeah, well, there are two of them stood out there. If you um, if you watch the replays, there's two of them stood out there, but one of them seems to leave his mate to do all the work. Yeah, and, and it's, a, I mean, it's not actually a brilliant cross. It's amazing that Chapman gets to this. It's, it's well behind him. He can't get any power in the header at all, but he just manages to redirect it back across goal and it's a, it's a very nice finish. He's better with his head than some players are with, his, with their feet. So he just... Um backs off and backs off and backs off until he's in the right place for the ball to land on his forehead, nods it back across goal and uh, pass McClosco. It's very good. From this point then, you'd expect it to be one-way traffic, but it wasn't. They got back on terms 24 minutes in due to that pathetic penalty that they got. Well, it's, just, it's a pretty much a nothing ball just drops in the middle and he, it's McAvenny hooks it over the top. I mean, Dorigo is kind of to blame for his weak back pass because it's... If he just puts more on this, he, he doesn't create any problem for himself. But because he's left it a bit short, he has feels the need to kind of step across and block the block King coming around the outside of him. I, I mean, I I think it's barely a foul anyway. Obstruction, indirect free kick. It at, should yeah, at most it should be if anything an indirect free kick on the edge of the box. But I think players get away with that about a dozen times in a game normally. He doesn't do anything. He he sort of puts an arm out to stop Keane from 
running in on Lukic and Keane just runs into his arm and goes flying and nothing happens in the penalty area. I think that's the other crucial thing, whether it's a foul or not. None of what was not a foul does not happen in whatever the... I'm confused. <laughs> it was like a clothesline. He, he treated it like a clothesline in WWF, like Hulk Hogan had taken him down. But it's it, not a foul, but it's not in the box. Yeah, so that's two big reasons not to give a, a penalty. I think that would be enough. No uh, foul, not in the box. To me, that's not a penalty. The referee seems to think differently because the referee is um, on West Ham's side when it comes to cheating. <laughs> and I've got to say as well... Lead taking bastard? When um, Mike Small... They're a strike partner for Frank McAvenny. It's not that small. He's a big fella. So that's lies as well. <laughs> no nominative determinism there, no? What about what about Dix, who puts the penalty away? Well, going nominative well, determinism. Exa- well, exactly. Lukic actually does go the right way on the penalty, doesn't he? But it's, um, it is struck well past his, uh, his left-hand side. But we are not to be uh, downhearted for too long because they equalise on 24, but we go back in front before half-time, 38 minutes in, and it's 2-1. And it's a long ball that's the source of this one up towards Chapman, as is sort of standard. But it ricochets around between him and the defender, and then Chapman gets onto the, the loose ball and does a bit of a looping through ball to uh, to McAllister. It's a great pass. It is. It's, it is a good pass. It's a, it's a well-measured assist, is this one, I think. I, was, I wasn't trying to suggest otherwise. It's a good... I think maybe it's just because it's knocked into the shade by the finish as well, because he absolutely twats that. Yeah, I don't expect him to hit this quite as early or quite as hard. McCloskey just sort of lays on the floor and goes... Well, it's almost like he's oh. slightly off balance to his right, isn't it? And that's why the ball sort of arcs into the top corner. Or was it completely intentional, do you think? I'd say it's intentional. And no one's saving this. And certainly not a, a weak-wristed communist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't even... Uh, he dived the wrong way. He's expecting it to go to uh, across him. And um, instead, McCloskey just absolutely smacks it into his uh, near top corner. And so McCloskey is just left lying on the floor, diving the wrong way. And even before he's hit the deck, the ball is in the top corner because he has hit it that hard. Although um, it didn't really stay there because of the the silly little size of West Ham's goals. There's not a lot of room in uh, the back of the net. So the ball kind of comes bouncing out again and almost hits McCloskey on the back of the head, which would have been justice, but it does spoil the aesthetics somewhat. Although I can't make my mind up. I kind of like the fact you can see how powerful it was because of how far the ball comes bouncing out. But also you want to see a ball nestle, really, don't you? That does, yeah, it deserved to hit the back of the net and then roll down back into a deep corner, didn't it? But uh, sadly not. Although there is, like you said, there is something very satisfying about um, a proper thwack that comes bouncing back out. Although I'm surprised that that bloody Ron Groves is at the ref. Didn't disallow it. It's come off the bar as far as he could see. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And into the second half. And actually, second half was, was something of a grind, wasn't it? Because Wilco speaking afterwards about, about the performance says, well, obviously the result was good and we'll get to the third goal in a minute. But performance, not great. And Lukic had to make, make some decent saves in this game as well to to keep it looking um, looking easy. So there's one one in particular from um, Bishop, and then a follow up which he did incredibly well to save. So it maybe wasn't quite as comfortable as as the scoreline uh, has it appearing. Perhaps I don't know. There's a suggestion that the players had been enjoying New Year's themselves. I mean, I I did check the. Uh, it wasn't Jules Holland. It was Clive James. That's what I meant. Um, yeah, and he plays the piano, doesn't he? Um, with his friends he has people in to play the piano sometimes and well, you are, there's definitely somebody playing a piano <clears throat> on my telly on New Year's Eve would it have been I'm which, only young and my memory's not great which one of his guests out of John Major John McCarthy Boris Yeltsin Madonna Norman Schwarzkopf would have been, I don't know if they're guests or if he was just commenting on them obviously I was tucked up in in bed um, this was after a question of sports had been on with uh, Willie Carson Gareth Edwards Brendan Foster and Emlyn Hughes yeah, it was either that or Jonathan Ross doing the New Year celebrations from Moscow might have been the distraction on Speaking Channel of, well, communism is, is on the way out, isn't it? That's uh, Yeltsin has been there on Clive James and you've got Ross who's over in Moscow. Yeah, so, uh, and then you've got Ludic McCloskow in goal for um, West Ham. So not, not doing a good job. They could have been um, trying to get some uh, scouting information about McCloskow by staying up late watching that. And then it's a distracted performance. But what we did conclude was there was definitely somebody playing a piano. Yeah, Wilco said he was, I was very pleased with the result, but our performance was not one of our better ones. I don't know really what was missing and I do not think the players know either. Fills you full of hope. But we were that bad at times. We made West Ham look good, which is saying something. But we did, we rounded it off. 85 minutes. Um, Mel Sterland, um, he, he closes down their left back, who inexplicably gives the ball straight to Rod Wallace because you look at this at first glance and think oh Wallace is offside there but no it was actually the defender that knocked it back to him he's panicked he's seen a big a big male coming towards him the flying still, the flying pig still full of energy must yeah. be said was it Dix? probably will have been yeah I'm not I'm not entirely sure but yeah it probably will have been a limp Dix uh, <laughs> in the last last minutes of the game but yeah he's um, plays it through to Wallace and then he's uh, I mean, the, the defending's abysmal, really, from West Ham, because there's two of them in the middle and neither of them bother marking Chapman. Well, they put it straight into the Chapman corridor, doesn't he? Does Rodney Wallace, he knows exactly what he's doing. It, I mean, he is very much in the yeah in his his space, but yeah, he just rolls, chooses not to head this one because it's across the floor. So. <laughs> I think, though, he could have. He had enough time and space to get down and nod it in if he wanted to. Yeah, just just uh, rolls it into it. I mean, McCloskey's kind of trying his best to get back, but he's, uh, he's nowhere near. So we wrapped up the win. That was nice. Story of the day, though, was not at West Ham, was it? It wasn't at Upton Park. It was at Old Trafford. Because <laughs> they got dicked 4-1 at home to QPR and it was live on the telly as well. It's proper entertainment. Never yeah. mind whatever was on uh, New Year's Eve at midnight. That's what you want on telly. 
Man United being embarrassed. And Dennis Bailey, who got himself a hat-trick in this one, looking like the happiest man in the whole of the country. Happiest man in all Christendom. He's a um, a born-again Christian. God helped him to do this, he says, as he always helps me. With some assists from Man United and other players as well, we should say. It wasn't just the the Lord Almighty that, um, that bagged the goals, although they were <laughs> very much a gift from God at times, weren't they? Some of that defending. Mental, isn't it? Do you think they've choked here? It's weird what they've done here. They're just completely choked. At Old Trafford, they got booed off at half-time, the losers. That just goes to show what a set of fickle bastards they are. That would never happen. Never happen at Ellen Road. People no. booing off, off the Leeds team. And loads of empty seats and empty space on the terraces as well. I mean, it was one of those... It, it's hard to know if they're in if this is the start of bad form for them or whether this was just a freak game that got away from them because 2-0 down after five minutes isn't the sort of thing that happens very often, even to terrible sides. Yeah, Andy Sinton scores after three. Bailey gets his first after five minutes, making it 2-0. Could have been three before half-time as well. And you see the stats at half-time, seven shots to two. It was just one of those mad days, wasn't it? Neither of the scum shots on, were on target either. Two wayward, wayward crap shots. I mean, they were right to be booed off, to be fair. And then they, they kind of started the second half with a bit of purpose. They brought on Giggs, who'd just been awarded his Young Eagle of the Month award. Shit. Still still useless. So they, uh, then Bailey makes it I should it say three. it's not an actual eagle. It's because no. Bar- Barclays sponsored the, the division, obviously, and the uh, Barclays symbol, an eagle. Yeah, but then they get the embarrassment of QPR fans chanting, we want four, which is great to hear on, uh, on TV. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Bailey's uh, next goal was uh, the one that made it 3-0, chipped it over, over Schmeichel. They did pull one back towards the end. It was a rubbish goal. 83 minutes. It's an absolute mess anyway. Didn't matter. But um, just when you think they might be getting a sniff, just a little bit of a late rally, no. QPR shot it down. You get Sinton who, who breaks down the left. And it's a good shot actually, to be fair. Michael, I think, gets his fingertips off it and just touches it onto the post, doesn't he? And then um, Bailey is just into stroll. And, and he looks shocked when this one goes in. He's like, is, was it really that easy for me to score? I think he might have wondered if he was offside. Yeah. He was looking around. He looked both ways, didn't he? Can I have this one? Yeah. Yeah, looked looked for the linesman on that side, then that side, and then uh, and just then grinned, which was uh, which was very nice, and was basically um, grabbed by Gary Newbond before he'd even uh, crossed the white line to come off the pitch. Where he has Bailey based. been? Why is he so good? He was uh, Fulham released him into non-league. Um, they didn't think he was good enough, and then he came back through Birmingham. They signed him, and he scored like a twenty-goal season, and then he signed for QPR, and now here he is, and he said. Uh, Tomorrow morning and on Sunday, I will be saying prayers of thanks for what has happened here. And it's because of my beliefs that I won't deride Manchester United now. Sure, we hammered them. <laughs> so, so I'm not deriding them, but... And I enjoyed every moment of it, but you won't hear me taking the mickey. Excellent. We'll do that for you. That was, that was, that was well, uh, well executed by Bailey, that actually. Yes, and Dennis Bailey ought to be regarded now as a, a miniature Leeds United legend for um, this brilliant display. And the the implication there, of course, is that Manchester United are a godless club who deserves to be beaten mm. as, as a result of that. But it was funny watching this and seeing Roy Wegley had, he had chances across this game and there was one actually after Bailey had scored his hat-trick where Wegley should have easily made it five right in the last minute there. Mm. Like, it wasn't far off an open net that he just had to slam it into. It could have been any score and uh, when they cut away to Ferguson's face at various points during the game, that was great as well. Mm. That was really good. We've very his, very uh, sour-faced, wasn't he, surprisingly? We, I think we've got the audio of his um, post-match comments. What's happened out there is just unbelievable. We got what we deserve, but perhaps all this has come at the right time. I show the players they have to keep working. I don't think they will let me down like that again. 
Sounds surprisingly sober for, uh, for Alex Ferguson. Maybe he was taking it easy in the new year after a big Christmas. Well, it was his birthday as well. He was, uh, <laughs> was it? Brilliant. 50 on, I think his birthday is New Year's Eve. He just turned 50. So that was his, uh, that was his Christmas gift. present, his New Year's yep. present and his birthday present. Beautiful. All wrapped up in one. A 4-1 embarrassment. Well, let's talk through the results then we'll get to the table because that has swung in our favour. That's, uh, that's a nice uh, a nice view right now. Arsenal won all Wimbledon, Chelsea won all with Manchester City, Coventry won Tottenham 2, Palace beating Notts County 1-0, Liverpool 2-1 against Sheffield United, uh, Man United won QPR 4 there, Norwich 2-1 against Villa, Forest and Luton won all Wednesday and Oldham won all, Southampton won Everton 2 and us going to West Ham and winning 3-1 means that we are back top, 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 top of the league on New Year's Day. A goal difference has closed in as well. Well, it has. Do you remember at the start of the season they were running away with it in terms of goal difference, weren't they? And, look, um, look bad at one stage, but yeah, just just two behind them now. Um, yeah, so we are top. Played twenty four with forty nine points and a goal difference of plus twenty three. Man United second. They have two games in hand. They've played twenty two games. Uh, they have a goal difference of twenty five. Two better than us and one point behind us. So what's better, games in hand or points on the board? That's the question. Games in hand, probably. Yeah. Um, Sheffield Wednesday sitting in third on 23 games as well. Then, So Man United have still got a game in hand on them. They've got 40 points, so nine points off us. Um, and obviously we've got to go there soon, haven't we, in the uh, in the league. So that'll be a, a tough test. Um, Man City in fourth, also on 40 points. At the other end, Southampton now bottom on 19 points. West Ham, who we beat there, they have 20. You've got Sheffield United on 21, Luton 22. And a little bit of a gap to Notts County now on 25 points. So a good start to 1992, even if Wilco wasn't happy. Maybe we'll make him happier on Sunday in the FA Cup. I know Alex Ferguson is saying his players won't let him down like that again, but Neil Webb, he's had his goal, hasn't he, against us, so he's never going to do that again. No one needs to see that on the telly again, do they? No, but we can, um, uh, I think, take, if we can have Alex Ferguson looking miserable twice in a week on different channels, ITV for the league and then BBC for the FA Cup, that would be perfect. Well, we look forward to that one, then we'll speak to you soon. The Match Ball. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 